Time for the morning brief. Scott Reed is here, CTV political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Good to have you. Good morning, Scott Reed. Good morning, sir. It happened on Friday, but I think, you know, this is the first chance a lot of pundits get to uh, kick at the can. I appreciate I was sitting in a pub yesterday and I could see your face on one of the televisions. So I know that you've been able to digest and weigh in on Pierre Polyev's speech. What's your takeaway from that? I mean, a couple of things. First of all, I think you have to say overall for the Conservatives, they've had a blessed summer and it ended with a a pretty successful convention from their perspective. I mean, you've got, you know, so-called moderates, traditional progressive Conservatives like um, Peter McKay coming to the podium and endorsing uh, Paul. He's in clear command of his party and he's in clear command of the polls with a 14 point lead. It's been a disastrous summer for the Liberals. They've literally gone nowhere but down. So the Conservatives are looking pretty chuff right now. The only thing I would say about his speech which and the convention overall that I thought was interesting is you can see that there's still a, the party's still slightly struggling with itself and you can see that Polyev is still slightly struggling with himself and by that I mean they haven't quite decided whether they're going to be a, a, a middle of the road for the middle class uh, broad appeal political party that's intention is to win power or are they a cause are they a movement and therefore they play to you know all the hardcore elements of their party and their coalition they talk about anti-vax policies taking us back to the pandemic and they indulge themselves with a whole bunch of transgender policies and all this kind of stuff all this sort of red meat stuff that you see you know kicking around the gop and all that and you could you could feel those tensions in some of the party resolutions that were passed and also even in the you know Polyev's speech, which, you know, he he focuses heavily on economics, which is smart for him, but he can't help himself but scream freedom. Let's, you know, we got to bring freedom back. to the That's still bubbling up in his in his speeches. So I I think you can still see the party sort of struggling with itself a little bit. But uh, listen, um, if you're a conservative, you're in a pretty positive place right now because it looks like uh, it looks you're playing with a lead. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of gender issues, and as you mentioned, uh, the conservatives weighed in on a couple of things. It's not binding for the leader, but still, it's kind of worrisome. Doug Ford now weighing in on gender identity in schools, taking the same policy that New Brunswick and Saskatchewan have, which is this idea that if a kid shows up at school and says, I want to be called by a different name, then they have to call the parents. Yeah, let's. I, th- this boils my ass. This issue. It really, really angers me as someone that's been involved in politics his whole life. Let's be honest about this, right? This issue, not independently arise as something that actually, objectively, is capturing the attention of a bunch of people. There are point zero point three percent of the population identifies as transgender, talks about the possibility they might want to reassign. I mean, this is not something that is uh, in every church in every corner of our country and demands equal time with, you know, taxes and, you know, uh, climate change in terms of our national discussion. Yet, we've seen the culture wars in the United States seize in on this issue. It generates all sorts of attention. Then it gets imported. You got a New Brunswick premier who's under a little bit of political pressure. He throws this issue out. Then you see it in Saskatchewan. Now the premier here in Ontario gets asked about it. Um, you know, like to me, this is an issue that right of center politicians are saying we can rile people up about this. We can try to, you know, wedge our opponents on this. And I just think it's the lowest form of politics. I think it's really crummy. It's kicking down. It's beating up on a small, small percentage of the population, people who are vulnerable. And uh, they're acting like this is a problem that consumes our country. It 
isn't, it doesn't, and it ought not to. What do you make of uh, Justin Trudeau's trip to India? And I realize it's a metaphor for some people that his plane is broken and can't come home. But at the same time, these are the same people who didn't want him to have a plane anyway. Well, it, you know, these international trips from your prime minister, they're they're very, very difficult to put to work for domestic political purposes, really. I mean, he's been gone for almost, you know, a week or so. And, and obviously, as you say, there is the metaphor of his broken plane. Paul Wells wrote about that yesterday. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough when you're in office to turn that around and say, well, how do I make this about pocketbook issues, about paycheck issues for people? It's, it's really hard. But to me, it's, it's emblematic of the summer of the liberals have had, which is these issues have been swirling around and not much has happened. I mean, I really think if you look back on this summer, you know, a couple of years from now, people are going to say, wow, that was where the gears shifted. You know, when the summer began, the two parties were tied. The conservatives and liberals were tied in popular support. Trudeau was still the preference uh, marginally to be prime minister in terms of personal preference among voters. Now, neither of those things are true. You know, the Conservatives opened up a 14-point lead. Trudeau is now trailing. Uh, millennials, younger voters seem to be really overwhelmingly putting their chips behind Pierre Polyev. Like, the Liberals have a problem, and it's got to start with fixing themselves. They can't just blame it all on the economy and say, well, that's what happens. So whether it's an international trip, whether it's domestic trip, whether it's Parliament is sitting or Parliament's not sitting, Liberals have better get their act together, or they're going to be an ex-government in two years. Wow. Okay. Severe stuff. But I, uh, I agree entirely with your analysis. I just, you know, I have this expression that things in politics work until they don't work. So Stephen uh, Harper being stolid and boring worked until everybody said, you know what, you're stolid and boring. And Justin Trudeau being all sunny and new, you know, that has run its course as well. He's an incumbent prime minister. And look, the rules change for people as they are incumbents. You can't run as a 2015 insurgent, all hope candidate now. One of the things, and I'm sorry to just talk crass politics, but if we want to be blunt about it and we want to be realistic about it, one of the things you have to do when you're trying to get reelected for the fourth time in a row is you have to tell people that the alternative is even less appealing than you are. And the liberals haven't done that. It's been a year since Pierre Polyev was elected leader. He has lots of vulnerabilities that could be exploited. Has there been a liberal advertising campaign saying, hold on, this is who this guy really is? Nope. The only advertising campaign has been $3 million invested by the Conservatives in rounding off the hard edges of Pierre Polyev's image. And this weekend at their convention, the Conservatives said they're going to spend even more money and that the campaign's been successful. Well, guess what, Liberals? you got to get in the game. you got to be advertising. you got to be competing there. And uh, that's what I don't understand. It's 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 like they're in a card game, but they refuse to actually play any cards. <laughs> Thanks a lot for this. Good to have you. Take care. That's Scott Reed on the Morning Brief.